puts it to sleep. Ray to clips it. McKenzie Gates off the woodwork. Shudansky. Still Shudansky. No! It's in. It's in. It hits the bullseye. Charlotte FC has snatched the win from the jaws of defeat in Chicago. Now it's my pleasure to welcome Charlotte to Major League Soccer as our 30th team. And now your new owner, David Tepper. Charlotte, you ready to party? Yeah! Please join me in welcoming Charlotte Football Club's first head coach, Miguel Angel Ramirez. Buenos dias. In the 2022 MLS Super Draft, presented by Adidas, Charlotte FC selects from the University of Maryland and Generation Adidas, Ben Bender. Wow, what an amazing three-goal second-half comeback victory in the 96th minute there against Chicago, 3-2. The Crowns still find themselves in the playoff hunt with three matches to go. Today on this episode, we salute the supporters by talking to a few of them who plan, organize, and join in the festivities both near and far to root on Charlotte FC and build the atmosphere, community, and fun that we have unlike any has ever seen in the Queen City. Some groups have been around for a while, while others are just starting, like the Black and Blue Brigade, all of them growing together and sharing the love of soccer with Charlotte FC. Let's take a listen. All right, I'm here with Guillermo from Blue Furia. Guillermo, tell me what, what's your role here is with Blue Furia? So I'm the acting president of the supporter group from Blue Furia. Yeah, we. Uh, it, it was really just like a group of friends that got together uh, before the season started, and we were like, most of us were from South America, so we were like, hey. Uh, let's bring a little bit of that Latin America, South America style flavor to uh, Charlotte FC. So it was easy for us to just kind of get our friends and like and get yeah! it started. And, uh, yeah! Yeah! And Pierre, he's also uh, from Peru, so he was one of the founding members, and he uh, he's the music director, so he's in charge of like all the drums and everything. So. Yeah, I was curious, like how do you, how did you organize and plan all that? Because you all are like in sync from day one. Yeah, we started with a little little like five six people. And then we just keep growing and growing and growing. People like saying we're trying to bring all the South America and all the real, you know, soccer passion over here to Charlotte FC. Awesome, awesome. We, uh, yeah, we, it was like, uh, you know, first we had like one bass drum and it was just like boom, 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 and it sounded terrible. <laughs> but then, you know, little by little, it sounded a little bit better. You get more people. Uh, and, you know, now it's just like a party atmosphere. We just, went, we just come here, we have fun. People dance, we you know play the drums, and then when we get in the stadium, all the supporter groups they know like the songs, and we all sing to the same rhythm. You all bring, you all, you all bring it all together. Yeah, we yeah. bring the party, man. Right, the party, the drums bring know. it together. So, what is your most memorable moment of this season? Ooh, there's, a lot. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. I know. Most memorable. I think it's our first win at home. Yeah. Our first win at home. Like, because the first game we uh, lost against LA, right? right so, yeah. like, our first win at home, I think it was like, I, I was just saying, like, guys, I just want us to score. 
Yeah, but we then, scored like in the first game. We scored and then we won. Right. So it was just like everyone was happy, people were hugging, there were tears. Right. Like, and also when we brought the national anthem. Oh yeah. We're the only ones in the MLS that sings the national anthem like we do. Yeah, definitely. The fans. You know, the group, the supporting group, we put it all together to bring it for the club, you know? Now, do y'all have favorite players? Any favorite players? Oh. Reina. 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 I like Corujo. Corujo is like, like, so bad about his he is a wall. Like, nobody can get through him. But unfortunately, he's injured now, but Kalina is a favorite. I mean, yeah. It's hard not to like any of these guys. It's so relatable. So, we're going to try a new chant for Kalina today. Oh, okay. It's a tequila song. Okay. So, it goes like this. Kalina! He'll love that. Oh man, that's awesome. All right, predictions for how many points at the end of the season? End of the season. Let's do one game at a time. Let's do one game at a time. Today, one game at a time. We're winning today. We're winning. Two to one today. We're winning today. End of the season. I. Points, I don't know, but at least eighth place. That's what we're saying. At least. We're right in the playoffs. The, right on the we're edge. making the playoffs. Oh, that's seventh then. Oh, shit. Seventh. <laughs> seventh. Yeah, I was going to say you had us out of the playoffs. Seventh place. Seventh place. Seventh place. Sorry, sorry. Right. Hey, it's our that's first season. Cool. We're all learning. We're yeah, all learning. Yeah, that's right. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, we're here at the Supporters Gate here with Jeff. Tell me, what made you join the Mid City Collective? Yeah, so I joined in 2019 in uh, July. It was an um, all-star game, MLS all-star game in 2019 when they were first starting. Uh, they all met at uh, Courtyard Hooligans, and I walked in. I was introduced by Kendall to say, like, hey, welcome. He's one of the founders of Mint City Collective. I felt very welcomed, and I joined from then. Um, and then after that, I ran for MCC officer position in 2020 um, as for merchandise or for merch type person. And uh, now I'm kind of the IT comms person and merch or whatnot, both of them. But yeah, no, it's fun being an officer or whatnot. And it's a very big collective welcoming of everyone. It's it's crazy how much support and people that we have. And we have over 1,900 different members right now. And it, it's just crazy how much it's grown from the 100 people that we had, you know, three years ago. It's, yeah. It's so Mid City has all these different chapters too. One of the few that like you all expand your reach yeah. throughout. So do you manage that through here too, or? Yeah, so I work with some of the, the chapters and whatnot. I got so much other stuff to my plate that I'll let some of the other people handle it and whatnot. Um, I'm part of the MCC Matthews chapter. So we got chapters all over the Carolinas. Um, we even had one that tried started in like Denver, Colorado earlier on yeah. as far as that. And uh, we got one's the Coastal, one that's all the way out in Wilmington. We got in Boone, we got Asheville. We got one coming up in Greenville, South Carolina. One in Columbia eventually, probably soon. Um, it's just it's just crazy how much you grown with all the so chapters. What do you think makes people want to join the Mint City Collective as opposed to these other groups? Yeah, so I mean all these other groups, they're all great groups. We all offer different things. Um, I mean we have a lot of uh, reach around with different chapters of having kind of a local feel of a chapter where, hey, you get to go in a local a bar or restaurant and you get to meet some people and I'm really good friends with a lot of people now. I mean Trey over here, he's part of my wedding and I didn't know him 
until 2019. He's part of my wedding. I got married last year. Um, and one of my groomsmen. So it was, it was great. And this is a community feel and whatnot that we have and, and welcoming. But there's always there's Blue Fiori. That's a great. And then we got Southbound and Crown and Emmons Street Mafia and such and uh, Carolina Hooligans. There's all great members. We all work together and, and it's great. So it's kind of just come out here and, and see what group is with best. And you can be in multiple groups. We got people, members that are part of us and Southbound and Crown or Blue Fiori. We encourage it for it and whatnot because we're open for everything. All right, so tell me about the merch. Come over here and let's talk about what do we got going on here. Yeah, so merch, all this merch right here, we got MCC chapter packs. We got hats, we got dog tags, which the dog tags right here are some of our most famous popular things here. If you look in here, it has each different one. So we do a unique one for each game. So it's kind of like Beanie Babies, I say. Everyone yeah. collect, well, I collect them all. Right, right. Want to collect each match. And they're always like, hey, you got a match from six matches ago. I missed it or whatnot. You got dog tags. So it's right, cool right. stuff like that. All the money and proceeds for it, I mean, it's all. Very, it's marked down. We're a nonprofit, 501c3, and all the money goes to providing everything that you see here. So, discounted food, we help pay for, um, you know, get free beer and such like that uh, for members and non members alike, and also for some of our merch is discounted as well with it. We do away trip travels and things like that. Uh, for our members, we had an Atlanta bus trip earlier in the year that we fully covered the bus, and we're like, hey, all you gotta do is pay for the Atlanta ticket. And we covered the bus and the tailgate of it, and it was like 40 bucks for members. On it. It's like you pay a $30 membership, you get 40 bucks for that, and you get a ticket, a free round trip ride, and a coach bus all the way from here to Atlanta and back, and a tailgate provided with food and stuff, and it's great. So, that's nice. so you can do things like you that. Can, you have this whole group that can do that. Yeah. So, what's your most memorable moment this year? Uh, probably the very first game in DC. Um, that and probably LA here at home, I know. So, we went up, we had about 100 to 200 members go up to DC for the first match. Um, I went up there and we had about, you know, like I said, 100, 200 people. Get, we took over a bar that was nearby there and we all took over a back room from, of the bar and we got to have, you know, free drinks and food for people and our members and stuff like that. And then, you know, walking in that stadium for the first time and being able to cheer. And they had a, a overhang above us, which was great. I was on the edge. So it just amplified our voice. So we were actually louder than the sports section sometimes. We had people come by to us and say, Hey, like you're the loudest we've ever heard here in a way section, and it's just stuff like that. The first game, and we brought the same thing with Atlanta. We had the same compliments and stuff like that. And then, obviously, the attendance here at home, and it's more of just keeping that attendance as high as we can. And I want the sports section to be sold out. And that's where I'm at to, to be rowdy and and everyone have a good time. It's all about having fun. You got a favorite player? Uh, I mean, I got some favorite players. I know I like you know Brent Bronico, the hometown guy. Um, I'm actually originally from Chicago area, and when I moved from Chicago down here to Charlotte, he moved from Charlotte to Chicago and started playing for the Fire, and I was a Fire fan originally then, and then um, it was it was great to see then he came back down here and I got to talk to him, and I was like, hey, like, I supported you up there, now you're down here in the, the team I'm supporting now, so it's great uh, with that. And, you know, the hometown guy is really nice. Got to meet, you know, face-to-face uh, -face and, and have a couple of drinks with them before and stuff. So he's a really good uh, leader and uh, he has a really good fire and tenacity. Uh, just like Kuro has, like, a very good tenacity and it sucks with his injury and everything like that. But, yeah. So we're going to make the playoffs? we got to treat every game like it's a final right now, a playoff final. Like, it's MLS. Anything can happen. I've supported MLS for with a fire before then for 2006. I've seen the craziest things happen, usually not for the fires way, <laughs> but um, you know, we beat New York City FC, we lost LFC, you can bounce back and do like that. 
it's unpredictable. The league's got so much parity and whatnot that all it takes is just having a good game, a good day, a good form, and, and miracles can happen. Stuff can happen. So, I mean, it's an uphill battle for sure, but if we win at home and we can steal one or two away, then, like, we're looking pretty good. Prediction of how many points at the end of the season? Uh, end of the season, I would say probably around 46, 48 ideally. Would be if you want to make the playoffs, that's probably where we want to be around. That's usually in the fringe. It's around 44, 46. All right, appreciate your time. Thanks. No problem. Thank you. Zach and Sarah, we're going to talk to them. Basically, are you guys a part of any supporters groups? Yeah, uh, I'm part of the 40 Thieves, which is out of Greensboro, Winston Salem. My son's the president of that. Nice, nice. Group. And y'all just. With him. You just follow him. We're all, right. all from up in Lake Norman. Okay, nice, nice. And so, what made you join this group? Because of my son being the president of the group. Well, okay. <laughs> but again, to... but he's tied in with all these guys with Southbound and Crown and, and other ones that are around here. And he knows, he's networked so much with the season this year yeah. and got to know everything. So, and coming down here and doing the, this, the supporters group tailgating thing, this has been a phenomenal experience, especially with the march to the stadium and everybody getting behind this team. Yeah. So it's really, really, really been something that this city needs. Yeah. And this region needs. Yes. And yeah, absolutely. And I'm proud of everybody that's getting involved with this thing. See, Southbound and Crown, they're out mostly out of South Carolina. These other guys, they're from up in Winston Salem, Greensboro. Right. You got people, this is a regional thing. It's not just Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. And again, we're Lake Norman. Right. It's not right. great. Yeah. You know? So tell me, what is your most memorable experience this year? Oh, this Lord. Um, Something that just stands out. Like, well, I've been, I've been through so much this year because we went to the very first match up at DC United. Yeah. We were up there for that. You and were see, part of the we were part 600 of the guys that yeah, were just. Yeah, we were there for that. And, and, and again, being here to witness the different things between the Olympicos between watching uh, this game this week, the phenomenal game at New York. I mean, it, it's like, you got you in soccer, you pick your team. You stay behind your, you know, stay yeah. behind the badge. And you follow the teams. Yeah. And that's what it's about. And you get to know these players, you get to know the coaches, you get to know everything. But the atmosphere and what we're building here is gonna be special. And I think the players have noticed, they've embraced it just from talking to them. Like, they really understand what this all really means. They really do. They, they, do. they really do. And they're accessible. Yeah. You know, and again, it's like when you go to Europe, players are accessible. It's not like here, like NFL, NBA, these guys are standoffish. What, you want a signature? No. Right. Here, they want to be part of it. Definitely, you know, definitely. and it's growing. Now, and do you, you have a favorite vibe. player? Mine? Yeah. Uh, I love Kalina, but I love defensive guys. I'm a defensive guy. I, I, I love defenders. So, I mean, Fuxi with his age, he's great. I love Lindsay. I love uh, Bronico, um, but Swiderski's been phenomenal this year. Um, uh, it's hard to pick. It, it really is. I mean, it's been such a unique experience this year. It's really cool. All right, you so. got a prediction of how many points we're going to be at the end of the year? Final. I think. I really think we're going to finish just outside. I think we're going to be close because you know, as we've led the league this year. I mean, in, in terms of we're a team that's in the upper echelon of wins. We're also in the upper echelon of teams of losses. Right. We actually might have we, the record for most uh, most least amount of ties. Exactly. And that's the thing is like in in this game you got to understand when you got to pick your points. You got to get points. Yeah. So we've missed opportunities. Like if we were to take and of the losses we've had, if four of those had been ties, we'd be fifth right now. Right. And, and again, that's what people don't understand, and that's what you got to grasp with the game. So where this is all going to go in the next six weeks till we. 
we get to the end of the season, we'll see. Yeah. I'm hoping and praying we'll make the playoffs. But the good thing is, you know what? I was around back in 1989 when the Hornets came here. I was the very first game when they lost by 40 points. Yeah. Okay. This team's done the city proud. They've well, been very, the very well. The were a similar atmosphere. Absolutely. It was like that whole kind of gathering thing, even that outside of Charlotte. That was our first step to get in the pros. Yeah. And you know what? Now we're just cementing that we're a, a we're an upper echelon city. Awesome. Thanks. So, Appreciate it, cool. man. Thanks, Thanks man. Appreciate it. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, sorry, I know we, he was taking a lot. All right. So for you all, do you tend to, do you tend matches every time? We do. We do. Possible, now, do you yeah. all have a favorite moment? Chelsea was mine. Chelsea, what would yeah. you like about Chelsea? Just it was just the atmosphere. It was great. That was unreal. The yeah, it was. It was experience, the amount of people that came out, the march, um, the people carrying through the rain, um, all yeah. the way. Yeah, all through, up until the end, the way the game ended, it was just. That's one of the best. Yeah, that's, that's, that's his favorite. He was yeah. like, this is like unreal, like anything he's ever yeah. seen. Now, y'all favorite players? Kalina. Kalina? Pooks. Okay. And any predictions for end of the year? Playoffs, not playoffs? We're we're new to soccer, so this year, mm -hmm. football, that we're we're kind of just getting to learn it. Yeah. So hopefully, we just hope they make the playoffs. Yeah, awesome. All right, thank you both. Yeah. All right, thanks. All right, Nick Finelli here with the Charlotte FC podcast. I have... Mass Hooligan. All right, Mass Hooligan. What uh, supporter group are you part of? I'm part of the Carolina Hooligans. Nice, nice. And so what, what made you want to join the Hooligans? Uh, you know, they're, it's just a great group of guys. I love hanging out with them. Sadly, a couple of them aren't here right now, but whenever we all get together, it's always a good party. Awesome. So tell me, what is your favorite or most memorable experience this season thus far? Well, the first game we won, that was a great experience I've ever had. We were all sitting right in the front, and I just remember after that first win, we were all just excited, crazy. I about fell down off, off my seat, fell on the top of people. Awesome. <laughs> now, do you have a favorite player? Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite player. I love all these guys. I would do anything for them, honestly. But if I had to pick one, I think Daniel, Daniel Rios. Nice. All right, last thing. We need a prediction for the number of points we'll have at the end of the season. Number of points. We got 32 we right we now. 32. With eight games to go. Man, I'm not good at math, but I feel like we can win every single game we got left. Right, I'm predicting that. 56 points. Yeah. Hey, I ain't good at math, but I feel like 56 points. Thank you for that help, man. All right. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. All right. We got Lamorte right here in the supporters' tailgate. Uh, tell me, man. What? What inspired you to come up with this? Uh, this is this is a Dia de los Muertos outfit. So it's a it's a Mexican tradition. So this is something I love to bring out to the culture here, so people can see what we do for Dia de los Muertos. Nice. And so, are you part of a supporters group? Yes, I'm part of Mexican Collective and Carolina Hooligans. Nice, nice. And so, tell me, what what made you want to join that group, that supporters group? I mean. Miss City was one of the first support groups that was formed, and Carolina Hooligans was one of the Latinos, first Latino group to be formed, so that's why I joined them. All right, nice. So tell me, what is your most memorable experience this season? Our first game here. First game, Our LA. first game, that yes. One? That one, even the, even the result wasn't what we expected, but seeing our boys take the pitch here, the first time ever, it was amazing. Nice, nice. Do you have a favorite player? Daniel Rios. Who? Daniel Rios. 
Yeah, yeah, you gotta love it. Alright, and we need a prediction. How many points at the end of the season? We got 32 right now. Uh, point wise, I'm not sure, but we'll make playoffs. We'll All be right. in the playoffs. Sounds cool. Thanks yes, so much. Thank you. Uh, so tell me, what supporters group are you guys a part of? Yes, we're a part of Mid City Okay. And what made you join that group? Well, it's a branch off from Ruin Riot for the Carolina Panthers. So they're all in the same family. Nice, yeah. nice. What is your most memorable event this year? What's your most memorable moment from this season? Charlotte FC, baby. Which one? What? There's so many things that happen. The very first game. The very first game. They're not going to say it the black and blue brigade here tongue twister you gotta they gotta be able to say it to join it no um so we got jacob brush and hunter carlisle here and i appreciate you both being here um you know there's so many different supporter groups out there not part of the uh the supporters council because you, you're a new group you just started so tell me give me the story of how it started yes sir i uh definitely appreciate you having the both of us on um but basically with us, um, how we started is a different story compared to all these other groups. So um, me and Hunter are the uh, founding members of the group. And unlike other groups who had put countless hours into planning um, just before even taking off, our story is different because it started on the, um, the supporter group like rehearsal that they did uh, prior to any games being played at the stadium. And just going we went to two of those and just going to those and seeing the passion even before the a game has or match has taken place there was just something that was pretty inspiring to me and after walking in after doing the march i just we looked around and i was like we need to start something ourselves we need to get something going and we took um we took inspiration from blue furia um they were the first one that really stuck out to us um 
So I don't know, man. It was just uh, it was a spur of the moment thing that became something a lot bigger. And it's really crazy because, you know, us seeing, you know, just on a random Thursday night doing, you know, the supporters rehearsals, just seeing, you know, 200, 300 people just on a practice night, you know, before the season even kicked off, you know, before one, you know, fan was ever let into Bank of America Stadium on March 5th. And we're like, you know, this is something me personally, I've been waiting for, you know, a long time. I'm a long time soccer fan. And it's just something, you know, I've always looked forward to doing, you know, in my, you know, sports fandom is just being a part of, you know, a club and just something like this. And it's, it's breathtaking. Yeah. And so what made you decide, because you could have joined another group. So why did you say like, okay, we got to have our own thing. Like what is, what are some of the reasons maybe you created your own group? Yeah. So just with our with our close group of friends um, that we initially started this with, um, we we live and die sports. Um, some of us have not watched soccer in the past, but the ones that have and the ones that have been following other sports, it's just we put so much time and effort into the teams we follow and care about that we wanted to kind of have something that we could build from the ground up, something our time was going forward and towards to. And that's, that's where we decided to start a supporters group. It was something initially thought of that was just going to be uh, friends, like a tailgate group. Um, but as the season's gone on and the more people we brought to games that have into a game for, they've fallen in love to it. Then they, they can't stop coming after they come once. And they, they walk away loving soccer, um, even if they didn't before. And through that, we've just built, built. And it's, it's a lot bigger now than it was uh, prior to the season starting. Yeah, and so how many members do you have now? So right now we're at the number 40. Um, that's the magic number the Supporters Council are right. asking for. Um, and I fully believe by the end of this year, and through the offseason next year, with all the people that we brought out the matches and the group we have now, that we will pass that benchmark of what they're asking for. It started with just me. I was, you know, the only one in the entire group that had season tickets. And then Jacob texted me, you know, around like mid-February because he, he was initially interested in, you know, going to a few matches of, of course, you know, the game against the Galaxy and maybe some of the big games. And I kind of started talking to you know, more people into, you know, like season tickets are going to be so worth it, man. You know, it's a great price. And after that, it's just one domino after the other. Jacob got tickets. And then one of our other founding members, Eric, he got season tickets. And then by, I think, opening night for, you know, the season, you know, the home match, we had like 10 already that had season tickets. That's pretty good. Just from just talking to a bunch of people like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. And then, of course, like you said, when you take them to a match, they really see like their eyes are wide open. Like what? I didn't even know this existed. Exactly. It's a beautiful game, man. It's the best sport in the world. And being able to, you know, bring people in that have, you know, never cared to go, you know, to a match one time in their life no matter if it was you know mls or you know across the seas or just you know high school and 
it's been great, you know, what we've been able to build so far. So you kind of started with your kind of core group there, but what do you hope in order to get other members and other supporters to be part of it? Like what are kind of things that you all do on a match day that, you know, would resonate with people to say, oh yeah, I want to join that supporter group. Yeah. So I'll, this, this may be a bold statement, but I believe that the tailgate we have um, every before every match is top notch. It is the top tier model tailgate of Charlotte FC. Now I, uh, we respect the other groups. Obviously they paved the way they, they set it up, but the group we have right now, there's, there's kind of a spot for everybody. And there, there's a few people I want to mention that kind of made this happen. Um, Jay Horton, Brad Phillips, John Watkins, and um, a buddy we call Kakalaki. Now, these gentlemen, we may be college-age kids around the ages of 22 to 26, but they, they're middle-aged um, just dudes that, I mean, they have wives, they have kids, um, but for some reason, we just, we mesh together so well. And that being said, there it creates a spot for anybody, no matter your age. I mean, there's kids out there hanging out with us, having a good time. Um, and then there's the adults and then there's the college group. So you you have no matter your age, no matter your interest, you will find somebody there that resonates with you in a way. Um, so right now, basically, if you are looking at the stadium from the supporters lot, we are directly on the right-hand side parking lot. You'll, you, if you look down in there, you should see a bunch of tents and our music's pretty loud. Um, so we're, we're kind of hard to miss down there. Okay, cool. We have to direct people there. All right. As far as, you know, that's, that's match day. I'm sure you participate in the, the March and um, best and part. Have, yeah, best part. Exactly. Do y'all do, do y'all do instruments, anything like that? Or do you all we just, Raise Cain with your voices. We just raise, you know, hell with our voices. You know, we don't have any drums yet. You know, if you go through a couple of our TikToks, you'll see, you know, traffic cone. That's kind of like our, you know, Stanley Cup that we, you know, just hoist around while we're marching, you know, especially under the tunnel. And it's become a staple for us. Nice. That's cool. And so besides match day, what, what kind of things does your group do outside of match day? You know, we, um, we definitely plan, you know, away days good because I think for any supporter group, um, away days are the most crucial for a group because it's being able to, you know, not having to go, you know, all the way out to Charlotte, you know, you can just go to a buddy's house and, you know, watch us, you know, go beat the defending champs 3-1. Right. And it's just, it's just great because, you know, it, you're not going to get your whole group out there because you're going to have some that are, you know, doing other, other things, but then mm-hmm. it, you get kind of closer. It's kind of like a tight knit group that you really do for your away days. Cause those are your like most passionate fans, you know, that'll just, you know, ride and die for the club. Yeah. yeah and at the, at the same token, I mean, the, the next best thing versus going to an actual home match is, I don't know, going to work all week. And then at least, you know, Saturday night, you can go to the bar and hang out with your buddies and 
try to get away from the everyday struggles of life and I don't know just uh it's a good it's a good event to be able to gather the people around I guess now do you all have a regular meeting place for the way matches or do you kind of move it around yeah we we kind of move around um we don't have a set in stone um bar tavern yet um definitely something we will look to uh incorporate but right now it's just uh somebody texting the group chat and we name a spot and that's where that's where the i don't know 12 to 15 of us all meet at that night nice nice so uh talk about your interest kind of prior to charlotte fc and soccer i know you hunter you're you're the big fan you kind of got everybody started but like what was your interest in soccer before this because a lot of people just came on right when we had a team whereas others were like interested in other things we've had people that were atlanta fans and they switched over yeah so that's that's actually funny um i was one of you know the atlanta fans that switched over because i remember when the you know the team got announced it was you know late 2019 you know it was right before covid and i was thinking i was like you know do i stick with atlanta and i was like you know what everyone's gonna you know support this and might as well join it. it. It'll feel better for me and more homegrown, you know, just being in, you know, Charlotte and in the Concord area. But, you know, my passion, you know, for the game itself just goes back to when I was a little kid, you know, me and my sister, we both used to play. She played, you know, up and through college, you know, I played up until middle school-ish, but I just followed the game, you know, I became a Chelsea fan because, I would watch DDA Drugba just, you know, bangles in on a weekly basis. And I was like, you know, I want to be like him. And just the passion, you know, that those fans over, you know, in the UK have, it, nothing else beats it, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so Hunter's story is a lot different than mine. Um, obviously, like you said, we have the, uh, the, typical lifelong diehard soccer fan um even though we're gonna have to we're gonna have to address those Atlanta comments I get it was in the past but that it's we can't do that anymore anyways um yeah I was I'm the complete opposite of Hunter basically I was never big into soccer uh growing up I I played football um football um was easily the number one sport for me growing up um but then just I have I haven't been a I haven't been a soccer fan much more than playing FIFA for probably the past three to four years that that's honestly where it started and then getting knowing we were having a hometown MLS team that's when that's when my head was like okay because the the issue I had with soccer before is I I found it difficult to resonate with a team being there thousands of miles away over in Europe I found it difficult to uh like establish a connection with them but once they announced we were getting a team in Charlotte, I was like, okay, I can actually go to some of the matches. Um, obviously, all of them will be on TV. Like, I'm a, I'll give this thing a try. And obviously, unfortunately, COVID pushed it back. But um, just having a team close to me that I can interact with, that's what got me across the line in soccer. And I feel like for anybody that watches soccer, it just takes them – they got to get their toes wet. They got to they gotta dip their foot in the pool. And then eventually, the, the more you fall in love with it, it's, it's back to the comment we made earlier about dominoes falling into place. I believe it's the same when it comes to introducing new people to soccer. Yeah. And I also noticed just, you know, 
from the team and people wearing stuff around town. It's, it's a community gathering type thing. Um, when you see on billboards, when you see people wearing, you know, on match day, they're wearing their, their kits and, you know, there's stuff hanging up, there's flags going like that whole thing is like, you wouldn't have that for any of those English premieres. Occasionally you go to a bar and there's a bunch of people there, but it's not like everybody in the town has this going. I mean, there's more Carolina kits out there than anything else that I see. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I I, I don't know, kind of makes me happy just walking into whatever random restaurant you're eating at on a Tuesday night and seeing somebody rocking Charlotte FC gear. It's it's kind of cool. And it, it just lets you know, like, all right, dude, I uh, we we resonate together. But um, yeah, it's it's something I believe just the Carolinas have been needing. Um, not a Panthers fan, not a Hornets fan, but Charlotte FC just it has the passion behind it and it has that community feel like you were describing a second ago. And um, it's tough to beat, man. It's tough to beat. So what are, what are, what are your goals for, for the future? Of course, getting more members, but like, what are you guys thinking about? What do you really want to make this become? Yeah. So I, I believe for us, there's not necessarily a benchmark or a finish line that we really want to hit. And it, it might sound cliche, but we just want to, we want to keep improving. We want to keep getting better. I, I don't know what, the finish line looks like but I do know by next year we would like to become an official uh, supporters group of Charlotte FC um, there's a lot of paperwork that goes behind that um, they don't just let anybody in so um, we're, we're starting that process right now um, we do want to become official but we just I don't know make make more make more memories with with the group I really believe Hunter go ahead and expand on that one yeah no we really just you know, want to connect with the entire city of Charlotte because, you know, this city and, you know, its passion for the game, you know, has always been here. We've just, you know, been tucked away into the French Quarter, you know, in our little pubs and stuff, you know, watching our teams, you know, our Premier League teams or whatever. But it's now, you know, it's great to just feel open. So we just, you know, want to make the most open tailgate experience you know for just a common fan just a common match goer and you know I feel like we are on a great path you know it was a it was a little you know kind of rough in the beginning you know starting out anything it's going to be rough you know we kind of we kind of went down the water you know without putting a boat you know in the water and you know we learned you know from our, you know, just simple mistakes, you know, what we can do better. And we've taken that, you know, we've gotten so much help from along the ways, you know, we've had people from Uptown Ultras reach out to us, you know, for, you know, support. Men City Collective people have, you know, messaged us and it's great. You know, we love all the support and it's just cool to see all you know the supporter groups whether you know we're official or not just come together as you know one big family yeah so uh as far as your name how did you all decide that was that a debate or you just know this is what we are it, it was a good debate i uh i definitely think it took it probably took a week and a half of us bouncing ideas back and forth off of each other um we we wanted to go with something that uh I don't know. Two parts. It, it shows it shows support to the team, and it shows brigade. We're we're a community. Um, we're 
we're like an army for it. Um, and we felt that name did exactly what we were looking for. Nice. All right. Well, in this last section that we have for the, um, for this podcast, we do like these quick questions and I got both of you on. That's fine. Usually when I do individuals, you know, but you can both answer. So do you all have a, and we'll just, we'll talk about this as far as the, um, the supporters group. So is there like a specific ritual that you all do? I definitely understand in the tunnel, you already talked about that, but is there anything else? Yeah, there's uh there's one big one and I'll try to make it quick, but uh, I can't downplay how big it is for us. Um, we play probably the biggest game, most intense game of flippy cup you have ever seen before every match. And there's our, our club mascot is a glass dragon. Um, and it's called Minty. Now I will say we had the name a little bit before Sir Minty, but we're not going to argue with that. We love him. We're all, we're all good over here. No beef. Um, but the, that flip cup game is uh, a pretty big deal for us. Nice. Do you record it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, every, every single one. It's like a, it's like a game seven of an NBA finals every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, many clips on, you know, just in my gallery of just, you know, me on the losing end, you know, having to drink out of a dragon and, yeah. you know, it's not fun from time to time. So. Yeah. All right. So you guys have some favorite unplugged activities? Um, you go first, Honor. You hit that one. Let me think. Um, I mean, unplugged activities, you know, simple as, you know, I like to go swim. Just really just. I go like late in the day, you know, it's not really crowded. You can just sit out there and just like literally just, you know, hear the world and it's peaceful. You know, screaming kids around in the pool to sit yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, I don't know. One I've discovered lately this summer is just uh, taking a drink, sitting outside while it's thunderstorming. I don't know. There's, there's something peaceful to me for that. So there's, there's an unplugged activity. Cool. What about uh, tailgate food? What 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 can I see at the supporter at your supporters group? Is there something that you always have that everybody has? Like it's the thing. Well, there before the Nashville game, we had authentic tacos, um, chorizo uh, steak cooked on a grill, um, and that was that was the best food we've had to date. Um, it was. It was amazing, and we would like to make that the um, food for every time, but it, it ranges. Um, it goes from catering from Italian restaurants, barbecue, uh, burgers, and hot dogs you can never beat. Um, but it's it's pretty top tier, I, w- I will say that. Awesome. All right, what about – this is just more kind of personal questions to ask. So what kind of design impresses you more, interior or exterior? I say interior because there's so much you can do, you know, with an interior can just because, you know, you can do so many different types of flooring. You do so many different types of countertops, you know, cabinets, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I, uh, I work for a interior door and trim company that, um, that does some high-end homes in the Charlotte uh, region. So I'm definitely going to go with the interior, um, not just to make my employer happy. It's just, there is a, there's a lot that goes on when it comes to that. 
It's interesting. I ask this question to everybody and almost 90% go to like housing. And like, yeah, yeah, that's interesting that's that they all think about housing when you, because interior and exterior design can be in almost anything, but everybody kind of just focuses on the housing part. Which yeah, is that's, uh, yeah, now when you said that, there's so many other ways I can interpret that question, but um, housing is directly where my mind went. Right. No, that's all right. Yeah, sometimes it's clever. All right. Do you find starting a project or finishing one more gratifying? Hunter, hit it. Uh, I, I say definitely starting one because, you yeah, know. Yeah, you started the group. You you got to be the starter, yeah. right? I mean, of course, you know that, but you know, just knowing that your fingerprints are on, you know, pretty much the whole thing just from the beginning, from the, you know, the time that, you know, me and Jacob looked at, at each other, you know, right before we were, you know, walked down to the seats and we're like, yeah, we're going to start a supporters group and, you know, we're going to make it, you know, we're going to make it worth it for us. Yeah. Um, finishing the job, um, I would say goes for me. Um, uh, but if we could slide a third option in there, I think it's the, I think it's the in-between that, um, sometimes gives me the most satisfaction. The journey. Yes. Yes, sir. Exactly. Awesome. All right. How about this one? If you were a current player on Charlotte FC, what player would you be? And that could be the position or it could be because they play that way. Um, I'll let yeah. Yeah, this this is going to be a difficult answer. Um, I have two left feet. I'm not not very coordinated when it comes to my feet. I'm used to being an offensive lineman in football and just uh, I don't know hitting people. Uh, but with that being said, I'm not gonna I'm not going to disgrace anybody on Charlotte FC by comparing myself to them. We went out and tried to play like competitive soccer for the first time this weekend, and I. Uh, I got I got enlightened, I guess you say. So I'm a, I'm gonna skip this uh, this question. <laughs> so I I mean hypothetically, you know, of course, I just kind of compare myself. I mean, a little bit of Bender, just because you know I've naturally always had long hair and stuff, and oh. just you know just let it flow and stuff. But, you know, his style of play, just that, you know, like pace, but, you know, shows that calmness in the midfield, just likes to, you know, just control the tempo. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like an attacking Jorginho for Chelsea. Um, he, you know, he controls that midfield so well. But then, you know, he knows what passes to make. And, you know, he's got the pace and he's got the job. You're hyping yourself too much right now. I'm kidding. (laughs) Now, so Jacob, since you you kind of avoided the question, do you have a player that you just enjoy watching? Yeah, and it uh, it it really sucks to see him go down for the year. It was it was definitely Carujo. Um, I just he he has that dog in him, um, and that might sound like a generic statement, but he seemed like the the leader of the back line. I guess you'd say. Cool. Hey, well, thanks both of y'all for being on. If you guys don't mind just sharing how people can get in contact with you, how they can join, how they can be a part of that. So the listeners will know how to, how to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. We definitely, uh, we appreciate you letting us use your platform and um, we will, we will 
definitely share this podcast around and it will it will reach many new many new ears so do you so we want them to go to the uh, twitter twitter yep. is our, definitely our primary social media channel it's at black without the a uh in the letter in blue brigade um it might be a little difficult but if you get there and you follow us right away you don't have to keep typing that in <laughs> all right yeah and we'll put all those in the in the episode notes so okay. people don't have to worry about spelling <laughs> yeah. all right and then you have your cool little logo did anyone of you design that yeah uh well i had the idea behind it none of us were um creative enough or skilled enough with a computer to actually design that so we did have somebody do that for us okay cool all right nice little city city line with the soccer ball awesome. yes, sir. all right well thanks both y'all and um I appreciate your time. Of course, man. Yeah. The Charlotte FC podcast is hosted and produced by me, Nick Finelli. Audio editing and mixing by Eli Finelli. We really appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. Please make sure you follow the podcast so you get it in your favorite platform's feed. We are on Twitter and Instagram at CLTFC Podcast. And you can visit our webpage to listen and learn more at charlottefcpodcast.com.